quite unusual. Hello and welcome to the Quite Unusual podcast. I am Nicole. And I am Noelle. We are your hostesses with the mostesses. And today we have a, a cat meowing in the background. <laughs> All of the animals are so close right now. We have an, an episode about aliens. Yeah. An extremely long, difficult episode. Yeah, this was going to be... Um, so a little peek behind the curtain here. We, we were going to, God, I do love that sound machine. <laughs> um, we were going to do four different species of aliens. Yeah. And just kind of like, you know, like the big four or whatever. Yeah, just give you guys like a little bit of information. Um, we will be doing two because uh, if you guys, just another another peek behind the curtain. Mm. Um, thank you for pointing out the other <laughs> curtain there. Um, our we write scripts for this with like our notes and everything and like mm-hmm. our facts down and stuff because we we value facts. We do our research. We do, um, and they're typically around what 12, 14 pages per episode. Uh, yeah, I think I think more like fourteen to seventeen pages. Okay, okay. An episode. Um, this one is twenty eight, and we have covered two species. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. So so we had like obviously the big ones. But then once we started doing our research, it was like rabbit hole after rabbit hole. Just further, Some could say wormhole. If wormhole. We're go with the space theme. Deeper. Yeah. And it was just like all of these stories. And mm. we're like, we can't. We're not going to do no. all of these no. races. We can't. Because this episode would be like 17 hours long. We couldn't get through four of them. And did you know <laughs> that there are 82 different species Actually, there are one, it's estimated that there are 1,019,000 different races of aliens. Okay, so we will be <laughs> I don't know where they got the 19,000. I don't also, how, what, how? So, okay, so the guy who. names for all of these? Because the guy who wrote the book, I think Craig Campobasso, Campobasso, however you say his last name. He was the one who, like, came up with the 82. His, like, his book is the 82 species of aliens or whatever it's called. And the reason why he came up with the 82 was because he was basically like, if I did every single alien species that there ever was, my book would be, like, a trillion pages long. Yeah. Because one, I mean, and if you think about it, the galaxy is endless and Mm. there are parts of it that we haven't explored. So why the hell can't there be, like... A gazillion types yeah. of and like aliens, right? And like we're not even talking about like the galaxies far, far away. No, but yeah. Point. So the nineteen thousand. Not sure how they got that number, but that's what I was listening. He was on a podcast I was listening to Ooh, as I was podcast. doing research for this. Um, I can't remember. I literally just searched like alien species, and that one came up. And it, he, they had him on because he was the one who wrote the book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he said it's closer to. One million nineteen thousand alien species. Okay, you know what I love most about that fact that he's driving home right now? Uh-huh. Um, that I have just been schooled on. Um literally, uh nobody knows. Yeah, no all. yeah, no one Not knows. Not even That's also why it was so hard to research because everything is just like speculation or like based on one guy who saw one thing one time. Which is like I believe it, don't get me wrong. Like I love all of it. I could read about I it for hours. In and hours on end but like yeah none of it's confirmed so yeah but he's like there is concrete i have concrete evidence that there is approximately one million i do believe 
as he pushes his glasses up on his nose. Look, as an avid glasses wearer, um, I not only take offense to that, but I can tell you that I frequently need to push my glasses up. Yeah, I just, that's why I did it, because I needed to push mine up. Understood, understood. Um, Do you believe in aliens? Do I? Do I believe in aliens? It's a yes or no question, Nicole. Please do not dance around the bush. Absolutely. I don't know why you're giving this attitude with me right now. absolutely. 100%. Aliens are real. And if you say that they aren't, I'll fight you. Are you talking to me right now? I'm talking to anyone who be- doesn't believe in aliens. So if I if I come to you on the day you get out of sweating, <laughs> tell me yeah, tell that you. aliens aren't real. You're gonna fight me. I'll fight you. What if I do it as like a sick prank and then you're like, what? I'll still fight you for <sighs> even saying it. What if I want to get fought because you don't really know yourself <laughs> until you get into a fight? Well, then let's start a fight club. All right. Don't talk about it though. What about you? Do you believe in aliens? Yeah, I believe in aliens. Of course. <laughs> Who are, who do you guys think we are? Of course we What if I was like, no, this is all bullshit. Yeah, no. What if I didn't believe in aliens or ghosts? What if like all of this? It would make for a good dynamic on the show, though. I don't know if it would. Because here's the thing about skeptics is that, um, not skeptics, because skeptics are like a healthy medium. It's the people that are like, no, no. Well, no. there, there are shows no. that, like, that's their gimmick, where there's one who's, like, totally head over heels, like, everything's real, I believe in it all, and then there's the other host that's like, yeah, the shit's fake, I don't believe in anything. You know what yeah. I call that? Dynamic? Stupid. I call it boring. <laughs> Stupid, and it's boring. I don't like it. Yeah. I think it's dumb. It's like, don't convince me. Either like right. it or don't. Like, what, do you think American Girl dolls are real? Because I don't. <laughs> like, do you want to try to convince me that there's a line of dolls that are set in, like, a historical period that children played with in, like, the late 90s? Because I don't Wait, believe are you that. an American Girl doll denier? I'm an American Girl doll truther. <laughs> well, they are real because I owned one. So. Where is it? It's at my mom's house. Yeah, oh, convenient. I had two of them. Wow, convenient. <laughs> convenient so you just have all these american girl dolls but i, I can't see them josephina was my girl honestly i feel like you just made that name up nope she is a real american girl i i'm an american girl <laughs> raised on promises <laughs> you know what i can't help uh, but thinking that there's a little more to life uh, okay so this so this podcast we're pro aliens anti-american uh, girl dolls. i'm not anti i just know that they're not real okay well, I know for a hearts. fact that you've been to the American Girl doll store in Chicago, Prevent. so <laughs> I'm sure there's a picture somewhere. Yeah, convenient that you cannot produce a doll and you also cannot produce this photographic evidence and of I know me for in an f- alleged store. I know for a fact that you bought something from there, so I know there's I'm credit sorry. card records we somewhere. We have talked about you going through my bank statements. I need you to stop opening my mail. Oh, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. You don't, you don't have to do it. Anyways. Okay. All right. Well, let's do it. This one was very hard to research and we tried our best. So be kind to us. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that we just had to leave out for the sake of um, our own brains and yeah. also the time of this episode. Yeah. And also um, personal news uh, for you, Nicole, that I have not told you yet. Right. I what? got three hours of sleep last night. What? Because I was researching. You were up last night researching. Uh, I was researching it. And then I um, I got onto Reddit. Oh, God. And I made a mistake. 
you yeah don't do that i was on when you're doing research don't go on Reddit. and um i was reading all this stuff and i was in my room and it was dark and only the light of the laptop was glowing on my face as it does and um i was like this is true this is real i absolutely believe this and i like wrote a bunch of stuff and then i woke up at like five in the morning to like finish those yeah and i was reading through it and i was like what the fuck was i reading last did night? you take an edible last night or were you completely no i was like chill i was just funny. like high on reddit you know what i mean <laughs> that's true it was weird man high on reddit supply i was so now that i've come down from my reddit high mm -hmm. and um everything is fine and normal again. you're prepared to step into the mess and filth of this world and deliver yes. your research i'm to here us. to step off of my ivory tower of theoretical knowledge <laughs> and into the mess and the filth of the world do you know what that's from <laughs> yeah it's from that one youtube video <laughs> it's like my favorite youtube video of all time i know i think about it all the time do you yeah oh my god yes that's why i always quote it <laughs> someone is mowing a lawn and i feel like it's my mom <laughs> is it no it's not <laughs> damn it okay well sorry if you guys hear the buzz but we live in a neighborhood where people have lawn and honestly i i wish we didn't but we do so we live in a society let's just all right let's just go in pop it into it here we go we are going to start out by talking about arguably the most famous type of alien yeah the gray the gray also known as the roswell gray or the zeta reticulin yeah I'm going to say that. Zeta reticulans? That's Z-E-T-A. I feel like it's like a... Zeta? I feel like it's like a tomato-tomato. Yeah. Right? You say Zeta, I'll say Zeta. <laughs> you say reticula, <laughs> I say reticulin. <laughs> okay. Or, um, as I prefer to call them, the Graylians. Graylians? Mm -hmm. Or yeah. just gray aliens. No, I like Graylians. Graylians. I like to smash also. words together. Like, smash them together. All right, so let's get into the Graylians here. These are the species that you think of when anyone says the word alien. I mean, mm -hmm. even like like the little emoji, that's a gray alien. Yeah, mm -hmm. or like the stickers from like the 90s or like anything like, from the 90s. Far out, man. It's like an alien with like yeah. a tie-dye shirt on. Like the green head. Yeah. Like that's, the eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a gray. Any little green teardrop-shaped head, uh, that's a gray alien. Yeah. Yeah. So um, am I stupid? Or can I just not spell? But how do you spell the word gray? There, You can spell it, but with an E and an A. Okay. It's one of them, I think, is like the English, like uh, British version of it. Okay. And then like theater and the theater. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. So um, like one is correct and the other is British. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I think when it comes to grays, I uh -huh. think typically it's with an E. Yeah. So it is with an E. Okay. With gray with aliens. gray aliens. But I spell it G-R-A-Y-S. Like, my entire life I've spelled it that way. Mm. And I don't know if I was wrong. No, you're, it's uh, both of them are completely okay. I just don't understand why we just can't come to one decision on whether or not it's an A or E. But, yeah, yeah. I think both are chill. All right. Well, anyways, back to the grays, G-R-E-Y-S. There are a few episodes in our back catalog that I think personally would pair really nicely with this. Like, sort of how, like, a liver pairs nicely with, like, a nice Chianti. <laughs> First is the Roswell episode. The next is the Betty and Barney Hill episode. Mm -hmm. And the third, in my opinion, uh, it's just kind of fun, is the Hollow Earth one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've seen some crossovers with Hollow Earth. Yeah. For sure. So if you guys haven't listened to those, um, do so either before or after this. I don't know. Whatever. That's yeah. my suggestion. Oh, even Travis Walton. That oh, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We did. I think we did an alien abduction uh, twofer, wasn't it? I think we did do a twofer. And I did Travis Walton and... 
I don't remember which one. I don't remember what I did because my brain is. Oh, and uh, the Allagash abductions. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask me to remember things. My brain is just like we've done quite so a few alien ones. We actually so. have. Yeah. yeah, like more than I thought we've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what is a gray alien? Stupid, stupid question, right? <laughs> they are canonically all very similar in appearance. These are the aliens that we see in movies like Dark Skies, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So good. So good. Axe-Files, Love Me Some Mulder, Love Me Some Mm. Scully, Don't Get Me Started. Fire in the Sky, which um, is what is based on the Travis Walton story. So these are the aliens of pop culture. They are typically described as being very small in size, but not always. From what I could find, they've been described between being around three feet tall and all the way up to six feet tall. So it mm-hmm. just kind of depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, there's like the tall grays and the short grays. Yeah. So it's like, are they the baby versions of them? or Just, just like, like how a pony is a baby horse. Yeah. Exactly okay. like that. Exactly. 100% fact. Duh. It's how it works. You're a horse girl, so you know. Trust me. Trust my judgment. Trust her. Do it. Please do. They are always described as being very slender with no perceivable muscle tone. Although I wish that there was like one or two that just had like a little pop belly. How cute would that be? <laughs> or there was like one that had like really big muscles. Oh my God. Like a beefcake one. Yeah. The yeah. beefcake gray. He like stands in the back and he's like 6'2 and he's like, <laughs> just puts things down, like picks things up, puts them down. And all the girl grays are like, oh, isn't Steve so hot? And he's like, Argh! Because that's like the noise that they make, and they're like, "Yeah, totally." Oh my god, yeah. Did you see him pick up that human car and throw it? Oh my god, he's so strong. So this is because they've evolved beyond the need for physical strength, except for Steve, who is the he just w- likes the way he looks. Honestly, it's all glamour muscles for yeah. him. I appreciate it. You know, it's not they're not even real. He like paints them on. He uses like a bronzer to he make contours. it look like he, he contours his abs. So like. <laughs> He's, like, super, super slender. His arm is, like, two mm-hmm. inches around, but he, like, contours a bicep yeah. on it. He's, it's all about the appearance for Steve. I'm going to start contouring biceps. <laughs> <laughs> the greys are described as having big, bulbous heads and almost no features aside from massive eyes. Their large eyes are meant to take in as much light as possible in space. So, sort of like when your eyes dilate in the dark, but they're like that all the time, basically. Oh, okay. yeah. Or um, like a bush baby. Oh, have you seen? You've seen a bush baby. Yeah, your cat looks like a freaking bush baby. Ah, Jader the bush baby. It's literally, like ex- almost identical. Oh my god. Okay, everyone that's listening right now, please, if you have not seen a bush baby, even if you have, pause the episode, Google image bush baby, and just just have a good time looking They're at so that. Cute. It's so cute. Also, fun fact: they have two tongues. Bush babies, not even. I know. Isn't that weird? That is really weird. I know. What do they need them for? Uh, Licking things? Two ice cream cones at once? (laughs) Well. (laughs) Maybe. It's pretty dope. Yeah. It's like when you want like a twist, but like they won't give you that at Dairy Queen for some reason. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Grays. Gray aliens are described as having basically just nostrils for noses instead of like a real like protruding nose. So it's just like a little slit like Yeah. Like they just have like. style. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Oh my God. Yeah. Like Voldemort looks like. Almost 100% like a gray. Yeah. I like, I don't, I'm not a Harry Potter guy. <laughs> so I always forget that that series exists. Um, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. <sighs> series is a part of my life. So. I know it is. I know. But Voldemort is basically a gray alien. 
So they have little Voldemort noses. Um, <laughs> they also typically have no ears or they have lizard-like ears where it's just like the hole in the side of their head. They also have very small mouths if their mouth is even ever mentioned. Because mm. um, think about like pictures of aliens. They don't even usually have mouths, Yeah, I think it's they? just like the two eyes and the little nose slits is what I usually see. Right? Mm-hmm. They are thought to communicate mostly non-verbally or they communicate with telepathy. Well, then they don't need a mouth. Guess not. But obviously, what if they don't have a mouth, but they also have two tongues and it's just like a prisoner in there? Locked in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> Ew, a flesh case of emotion. <laughs> flesh case. <laughs> obviously, all of this cannot be confirmed. Okay, so I'm just going to say that for this episode, yeah. right now, this point in time, going forward... All of this is anecdotal. Everything we are going to yeah. say, we will be presenting as fact, but it's not. Maybe, maybe is it? It could be. Who knows? I'd like to think it is. Possibly. Maybe. Greys show all of the characteristics a human being would recognize or correlate with intelligence, such as a big head for their big brain, and dwarfed features where intelligence would not have an impact, like their small height and their small physical frame, except for Steve. <laughs> because if, if there's anything that we have learned from Revenge of the Nerds, it's that you don't need brawn to be superior. Only higher intelligence and a Joker-like origin story. Mm-hmm. The Grey's temperament ranges depending on what source you read or who you hear it from. Overall, they are known to be very clinical, very rude, very severe, leaning towards like being, I guess you could say, evil. Yeah, every story I've heard about uh, Greys, typically, they're very evil. Yeah, but it's almost in, like, a like a clinical way. It's, like, no yeah. emotion to they it. They, like, don't give a shit about anything. Yeah, it's not, like, to be evil, to be, like, malicious. Mm-mm. It's, like, they're doing something and don't get in their fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are stories of them being gentle towards humans, but overall, I would say that they're known to be harsh and slightly violent in nature. Right. Well, some of them are probably more rude than others. Oh, just, yeah. Just like how people are, you know? Yeah. That's how I like to think. Like Kevin the Gray. Rude dude with a tube right there. <laughs> Kevin is such a dick. Kevin is honestly, he's the one that like blew up Steve's th- like spot about yeah. him contouring. Right. He like threw water on him and was like terrible. It was running. It was so rude. It was so <sighs> embarrassing. Everyone felt so bad. Like they all knew it was contour, but like no one was going to say they it. They pretended. Because like, why would you hurt him that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did read a very fun article that said that the likelihood of aliens generally looking like the gray is actually super low. This was in, I think it was in Popular Mechanics. Okay. What? what? Popular Mechanics? Like a magazine? Yeah. Why are you reading Popular Mechanics magazine? Because I was doing research online. It wasn't, (laughs) it's not like about cars only. Oh, okay. It's not like. Oh, this is from, but you said it so like casually, like nonchalant. Like, this is from Popular Mechanics. Oh, that's the (laughs) subscription I get. I get three subscriptions. I get GQ, Popular Mechanics, and Playboy. Okay. The top three. Those are the only three (laughs) magazines I can think of. The only three that matter. The only three that exist, in my opinion. So according to Popular Mechanics mm. magazine, okay, there it is. Uh, online though, the online one, mm-hmm. um, they said that it's probably not likely that aliens would look like us, or I'm sorry, look like greys. Like all of them or just in general? It's like just in general, like the likelihood of that is so small, like, because why would they look like that yeah. if they're, that's like an inferior body type, basically. Right. 
Yeah, I never Which thought of that. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. And also, like, if there's gravity on a planet and your head is fucking giant and your body is very small. <laughs> Top heavy. Probably going to break a lot of necks. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. But I would like to make the argument that it makes perfect sense that they would look like a gray alien if they come from a planet similar to ours. Because think about our planet. Who is the most superior being that lives here? It's us, mm-hmm. obviously. Human mm-hmm. beings. We are the ones that terraform. We have written language. We've unfortunately created capitalism, and we are the ones who knock. And why is all of that? Because basically, we hold our heads straight up in the air. Do you know about this? You know about this. Because we, we stand? Yeah. yeah, because we stand upright. Right. It's the upright posture that is directly related to like a large, complex brain. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that makes humans unique to all other mammals on this stupid, dumb fucking rock is that our brain size in relation to our body is like our brain is massive, basically. Mm-hmm. Our brain has tripled in size over the course of human evolution. Along with that, we have just had like the significant reorganization of our cerebral cortex, which is a part of the brain that allows us to do like complex thought and like feel angry and like make shopping lists and stuff like mm-hmm. that. All the important things. So I feel like it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that a being of extremely high intelligence, like way higher than a human, mm-hmm. would also have an upright posture, assuming that they follow a similar evolutionary timeline to animals on this planet. So like if they're carbon based, they need water to survive, they have vegetation. That's Yeah, that's assuming that that's the case for Oh, them. well, if there's like a bajillion different types of aliens, I'm sure there's all different kinds. Yeah. But that makes sense, though, because also if they were just super evolved and mm-hmm. basically all brain, it's like, why would you really need the rest of your body then? Right. You know, if you just like... Be like a floating brain. Just be like a floating head. Right. At that point. And like everything, like they can... They communicate telepathically. Mm-hmm. Can they, like, move things telepathically? Oh, I'm going to say, yeah. Probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. So imagine, like, if our, like, if we could expand our brain three more sizes, mm-hmm. like, how smart we would be and how big our heads would be, because obviously, big head, big brain, big yeah. smarts, duh, right? So why would you need a body when you, you're all brain? That's it's true. Like, it's like a butter face, but it's like a butter brain. A butter brain. Yeah. <laughs> but then they all, and they all also look the same, which is interesting, too. Mm-hmm. It's Maybe. like they've, they've ruled out any type of, like, or they've just, like, been breeding for so long that there's only just one. Like, one type. One type. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, though, because, like, think about, we were talking about pill bugs earlier. Yeah. Um, and. How they they're all, crustaceans. Yeah. So it's cute. adorable. Um, but they all look the same. Mm-hmm. So, like, do they care about physical appearance? Can they tell each other apart or do they look or do they look different to each other? But we it's so nuanced that we cannot tell. Probably that. Yeah. So maybe all the grays do look different, but we can't tell. Yeah. Or they smell different or something. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There has to be a way that they identify. Right. Or like either their name is Kevin or it's Steve. (laughs) Steve, Kevin and Steve aren't the only two like distinguishable ones. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So. I don't know. I never really thought about that, how they kind of all look the same. Mm -hmm. But I have been thinking about, this is where I had to delete a lot of my research. Um, You deleted it? Because it was a fucking Reddit Reddit. rant, dude. It was was bonk. Like the bonkometer, like it broke (laughs) last night. One of the articles that I did my research on for my part was called, or like the bonkers story. I love it. Did you think (laughs) of me? Thank you. I did. I did. 
So I was thinking last night, which I'm, I left this little part in, because how fun would it be if maybe, just maybe, there was an alien, but it was like a centaur, so it had like the upright, like humanoid oh, body type. I'm sure there's type. probably a race that is that like that. But then the lower body was like a spider. <laughs> But, like, a giant one. That's terrifying. And, like, they were, like, cave dwellers, and, like, they, like, ran on the ceiling, and they were, like... Why? Why would you think of that? That's... Because I was in the weirdest place of ever Honestly, there probably night. is a race like that, which is terrifying. Isn't that cool to think about? It's terrifying to think about. Oh, I don't like spiders. You, you're the spider guy. I'm... No. No. Big just, no on spiders for me. You are literally wearing a spider necklace right now. I am not. I took it off, actually. But I you got, typically Because it was do. scary. You, like, looked down. Yeah, like, oh! it scared me too much. I thought it was real. <laughs> oh, God. No, I like I like how spiders look yeah. when they're not alive and touching me. Okay. What about, like, a giant spider's body with, like, an alien's upper body on no. it? No. Not for you? Not for me. Well, that's the kind of alien I would like to be. Okay, well. I would like for you to think of the kind of alien you would like to be and report back later if you do not. Oh, I already know. Oh, tell me. I would like to be a Venusian. Oh, okay. We'll get into that. Because they're hot as hell. Well, you're hot as hell, girl. So (laughs) where'd you call from, girl? Venus? There it is. So getting back to it, 60% of all alien encounters are described as being encounters with the gray aliens, which is sort of fun. The first time that they were mentioned is in 1891. The novel Mita Colon, A Tale of the Future by Kenneth Follingsby. Is that how we're saying that? Follingsby. Follingsby. So this followed a story of the narrator encountering a small gray-skinned alien with balloon-shaped heads. And this is the first time we see this in, like, written literature interesting yeah because this was before the whole science fiction boom too so Mm -hmm. totally very interesting then in 1893 hg wells wrote an article called the man of the year million where he describes humans which he thinks that this is what they're going to look like in a million years Mm -hmm. what we are going to look like in a million years he describes them as having no mouth no nose no hair large heads small bodies and the capability of living in outer space. So basically he's describing gray aliens. Like 100%. Cool. Yeah. I mean, this story, um, it's fiction, but I just think it's really interesting to think that he thought humans would evolve this way in like a million years. Yeah. Because he is just describing a gray alien. Yeah. Like, did he see one? Right? Maybe. And like, it, like implanted that in maybe like his he, brain? Yeah. Maybe he had a dream or was abducted. Because how specific? Yeah. Yeah. That's cray. Cray. In 1895, H.G. Wells also depicted a race called the Aloy, which he believed to be a successor species to humanity, and he described them in a similar way as the Greys in the novel called The Time Machine. Hmm. And in case anyone was wondering, like I was wondering, H.G. of H.G. Wells stands for Herbert George. Herbert George. Isn't that such a cute little name? That is an adorable little name. Yeah, and what a cool move to just go by your first initials. Like, how mysterious. Yeah, I like it. N.M. Lonnie. N.M. Lonnie. Yeah, very cool. Of course, this, what would an episode on aliens be without some light Alistair Crowley talk? Mm, Yes, give it to us. Just a little, just a taste. Just a taste of the Crowley. In 1918, famed occultist and just super fucking weird dude, Alistair Crowley of Black Sabbath song fame. Crowley. He claimed to have met a creature named Lamb. Yes. He yes. Just, I love this story so much. He described Lamb as a, quote, pre-eternatural entity. So, like, he's pre-eternal. 
basically. Which so, I don't know what the fuck that means. Growly. Uh, a lot of, I don't, and nobody knows what people the fuck People just like make up means. words and people are like, yeah, so of course. Cool. So <laughs> he makes perfect he sense doesn't even know what the fuck he means. Let's be honest. It's <sighs> probably does not. So our boy Alistair was living in New York in a house on West 9th where he, he just like used this as like his little like magical with a K laboratory. Probably called it a laboratory, let's be honest. And he did all of his little experiments here. He was doing what is called the, can you say this word for me? Because I say it out loud a hundred times and I cannot say it. The amelantra working. Thank you. Why do you just say it like that to me? Why did you're I like, say it? You're like, it's amelantra. I was like, amelantra. I just said amelantra working. It is. It's amelantra working. <laughs> Thank you. Amelantra working is named after the wizard that Alistair encountered while doing spell work. Um, it is very hard to find any information on what the fuck Alamantra is online um, that I feel I could interpret and mm-hmm. put into the world that wasn't just fucking nonsense words yeah. that made me feel insane it's to It's probably read. like one of those things where you have to actually read a book about it. <laughs> well, I found his journal and I read quite a bit Ooh. of it. Yeah. So... I'm just going to dive in here, and I want to read a little excerpt from the moment that he meets Alamanthra. Okay. Amalantra? Yep, that one too. In his journal entry from January 18th, that's my brother's birthday, 1918, he writes, quote, T and I entered the astral plane. I draped in a virile yellow green. Gross. He in a brilliant red with gold braid. In one hand, he had a scepter and a ring on the other. We went through the ceiling and up about 900 feet into the air and looked up and saw an eye in the clouds. We went to the place of the eye and we saw a platform-like building. There were many doors with signs of various sorts on them, such as a swastika. But remember, this is before the Nazis. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's like, doesn't even know what that means. No. This is cool. He's like, there's this thing. It's a swastika going to be bad in about 30 years <laughs> we went to a distant door at the end of the corridor on which there was no sign we went down by the stream and across it into the woods where the wizard and the child were they both looked a little lonely i asked his name and he told me amalantra and i asked who i was and he said part of the tau hmm. And I asked for the message, and he put me off in all sorts of ways with small visions. Once he said, go, which I took to mean go to some place. <laughs> pretty smart. Yeah, I mean, I would too. It's yeah, right. pretty basic. Later, he said, Egypt. He did not seem very friendly towards me and seemed worried at times. Uh, and then it just kind of goes on and on and on and on in that manner, which I can't. It's just unintelligible to me. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't have like a higher thought process. <laughs> um, but I don't understand any of this like esoteric bullshit that he specifically says. So oh, that, Crow- that he wrote about. Yeah, Alistair Crowley uses a lot of crazy words when he writes. He was a very uh, crazy man. Yeah, so he was. And then basically, after he meets this wizard, he asks Baphomet. No. <laughs> Um, if the wizard's a cool dude and Baphomet's like, yeah, he's cool. He's going to help you. Uh, also, he's Jewish. And okay. Alistair Crowley like drove that home in his like little journal. And I was like, wait, the wizard is Jewish? Yeah. Okay. But like, <laughs> like Baphomet, Baphomet told him that. Baphomet's like, by the way, I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe. Could be. No, he told him the wizard was Jewish, and Aleister Crowley was like, I'm going to make sure to write that down. <laughs> and then he did. Okay. So Aleister Crowley, like, does all this astral projection to, like, search the ethereal realm for just cosmic influences, right? And he opens this portal, and he keeps this portal open. Mm-hmm. And he calls this, what is this word? I'm going to say it. Alamanthra. Alamantra is how Alamantra. I read it. I don't know if that's necessarily, it's probably something like someone will probably be like, it's actually pronounced Alamantra. Okay, well, I can't even read words. So whatever, people, <laughs> you're getting what you're getting here. So he opens this portal um, and he visits through this portal door over and over and over while he does this Alamantra work. Okay. Mm-hmm. So opening the portal was a deliberate choice by Crowley so that he can meet extra dimensional entities and he mm-hmm. can allow them to enter into our universe. And people say that this is exactly where the gray aliens come from. They come through this little portal. This is how they get here. And also, since there's no text explicitly stating that he closed the portal, mm-hmm. it's believed that this portal is probably open still. With just, like, this big old welcome mat at the entrance and maybe, like, a nice little sign that says, like, welcome to our universe. There's plenty of humans that you can probe on this stupid big fucking blue and green rock <laughs> right over here with, like, a neon sign Beetlejuice style. They sell, like, t-shirts that say, like, probe here and it, like, points down. To, like, their dick or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or it's like, I went to Earth and all I got was probed. <laughs> that would be sort of nice. It's kind of fun. We're going to, it's going to be in the merch shop. So mm, check out right, that probed right. here. Probe. Probe me, Captain. (laughs) Eventually, through all his extra-dimensional astral travels, Crowley meets a dude named Lamb. Mm, And in my research, I found that Lamb is the name of a mantra connected to the root chakra, which is the grounding chakra. So this is a one-syllable sound that sounds like a hum. I looked it up. It's any noise you want to make, basically. Like, yeah, as long as it's one syllable. So, like, there's a lot of, like, hum, 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 oh, hum. you just do it over and over and over. Over and over and over. And it has, like, this tantric effect. Yeah. Yeah, cool. it's, like, the repetition of it. So, like when binarial you... beats or something. Yeah, dude. Like, space beats. It's, cool. like, space DJs, space beats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, do that long mm-hmm. enough, you're going to open a fucking mm-hmm. portal. Okay? Let's do it. Please be careful. We do not want to open an EDM portal in this house. <laughs> an EDM portal. <laughs> so when you make this lamb mantra, when you do this over and over again, mm-hmm. you activate the vibrations on your own physical and cosmic energy center. And then this like just screams out into the universe like a beacon. Like these are my vibes. This is my vibration. Come and get her. Is it like an invitation? Like here I am. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like you like literally like shoot like a beam of energy out of your body. Dope. Yeah. So that seems sort of fun. I don't know if it's 100% related, but it seems like it might be. To what? Gray aliens? To lamb. Yeah. Like the alien. Well, yeah. Well, I mean. So Crowley meets lamb and lamb is like, hey, dude, you want to know what I look like? And he's like, well, yeah, but like selfie technology doesn't exist yet. Mm. So lamb is like, well. You want to draw me like one of your French girls? And Alistair's like, yeah, of course I do. Let me get my crayons. So he draws. <laughs> His crayons. Yeah. Alistair Crowley famously drew in crayons. Only. He only wrote with crayons. He called them crayons <laughs> because he's a fancy man. But he spelled it with a K. Yes, because he's an 
magic with <laughs> CK and Crans with a Crans with a CK, CK. Also, it's very confusing. It's his thing. He was dyslexic, but he's like, it's magical spelling. Crans. <laughs> Are you, are you okay, Crowley? It's Crowley. <laughs> CK. Crowley. So he grabs his Kukrans and <laughs> and he draws a picture while Lamb is describing himself. And Lamb has a large head shaped like an inverted teardrop. He has a very flat nose with outward slits for nostrils. He has a caveman-like brow. Large but squinted eyes that sort of turn up, like turn up, like like point down and like out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a very small frame. Basically, this dude is one hundred percent a gray alien. Yeah, he, like it looks like an alien without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I will share a photo on social means, but it's honestly it's uncanny. Like he's an alien. Yeah. Alistair Crowley stated that Lamb displayed quote cold computer like intelligence. And he had a beyond human comprehension of the cosmos. You know, some people even say that uh, the depiction of Lamb mm-hmm. looks like... Because you know how Crowley was super big in yeah. the, like, sex magic? Oh, yeah. And, like, he loved everything. Boinking everyone. Boinking every hole he could. I mean... <laughs> some people... Say that the picture of Lamb looks like, like the nose looks like a penis and the mouth looks like a vagina. It does. And it looks like a penis going into a vagina because like. It doesn't not look like that. It doesn't not look like that. I wonder what Freud would say. Right. He'd be like, this is your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? It kind of does mm-hmm. look like that. Right. Oh, I love it. So he describes Lamb, or Lamb describes himself to Alistair, and Alistair draws him, and he's like, this is just going to be a dick going into a van here. Uh, balls just going into and a balls. Veg. He kept doing that thing where he made, like, the, f- the circle with his one finger, and then, like, he put the other finger in it like it was fucking. And yeah. Lamb's like, stop doing that. That's I can't it's put like, my mouth. That's not what I look like. That's not. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. And Alistair's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so then Lamb just kind of, like, dips out and like disappears from Alistair Crowley's life and he doesn't really talk about him kind of ever again. Alistair? Yeah he like meets him and like they like chill for a little bit and then he's like all right on to something else and then like experiences other ethereal beings and doesn't really chat to Lamb too Hmm. much anymore. It's speculated that Alistair Crowley's drawing of Lamb is actually a self-portrait of Alistair in the astral plane. And that he was speaking to his astral self. But aren't you still yourself in I, astral form? Here's I mean, the thing. I don't know. I haven't done that much research on it. But I I feel like that's that's the vibe. No? Hey, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't fucking know. No one does. Literally, we will never know the truth. No one will ever know. No one will ever know. Mm-mm. But that's a theory that's out there. And if you've seen Aleister Crowley, I mean, he's kind of a big-headed bald guy. Yeah. So he does it not look like an alien. Yeah. So possibly. Everything and anything is true, but it's also not true. 100% that's accurate. But it's also wrong. It's very wrong and, and it's correct. Accurate. Because everything is nothing and nothing. Nothing is everything. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's just the universe for you. And that's how we did research today. Everything is possible, but it's also not true. It's not happening and it's <laughs> happening at the same time. Yes. That's how everything works. Absolutely. So anyways, uh, he probably just like... 
opened this little portal and then he was like i forgot i was doing laundry so i'm gonna go check that <laughs> shit my cake's burning oh fuck i, I forgot i put that in there six hours Damn ago it. yeah he was a notoriously terrible baker and then he just like allowed these little fuckers into our existence so thank you alistair crowley if you're listening fuck right off uh you did i i would like to thank for you for opening it. a portal and allowing grays in yeah it makes things more interesting. Wow. <laughs> and you think I'm crazy because I'm a fucking American girl doll truther. Hey, Alistair, if you're listening, thank you for opening the portal. Alistair, I hope you find an American girl doll in hell. <laughs> there is an American girl doll <laughs> based off of Alistair in hell. Is there? In, in hell. In hell. Yeah. There is a hell that American girl dolls go to also when Alistair. they die. <laughs> Meet Alistair. <laughs> I want. We need an American girl doll that opened an interdimensional portal and allowed the gray aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Someone please make that meme. Yeah, we need that meme to be created ASAP. So. Oh, I can't breathe. Okay, moving right along. In 1933, a Swedish novelist called Gustav Sandgren <laughs> wrote a sci-fi novel called The Unknown Danger. It, although that the title was in Swedish. This is the translated version. Mm. In the book, he describes a race of extraterrestrials who wore clothing made of soft gray fabric. They were short. They had big bald heads and large, dark, gleaming eyes. Um, can I read a problematic quote from his book? Uh, you absolutely can. Just one part of it's problematic, but okay. boy is it. Okay. Buckled in. <laughs> the creatures did not resemble any race of humans. They were short. Shorter than the average Japanese. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and their heads were big and bald, with strong square foreheads, and very small noses and mouths and weak chins, just like the Japanese. What the fuck? It was most extraordinary. I put in that second part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're adding to the, the problem. I'm adding quote. to the problem. Okay. Because, like, why he did he thought say it. that? He probably thought why it. Why did he fucking say it? You know, there's a lot of... Um, racism towards asian people in like ufo why like descriptions and i don't i don't get it i don't know it's i've said it before i'll say it again it's fucking bunk it is bonkers it's like can we not why does he yeah, have to say that? why do we even have to put that part in here i mean i feel like you could say this quote without that you could just say they were say, short do you want me to say oh he could say it without it i'm reading this verbatim <laughs> yeah he could have just said they're short he could have been like they're short shorter than the average human but he's like specifically <laughs> shorter than japanese people okay that's fine and normal but continue on it's i like, guess all right gustav take Settle it down the and fuck down how the fuck tall are you Let's talk about that, should we? Yeah, maybe, maybe he's compensating for. Something. Yeah, he's probably really short, oh, yeah. and like that's he why wears he... lifts in his shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's honestly it's embarrassing. Yeah. Everyone knows he's small, and <sighs> he's just like they just go with it because they don't want to be mean to him. Except like Kevin, for Kevin was mean. Kevin is such a dick. Dude. <laughs> Kevin points it out every time. Oh yeah, like Gustav met Kevin, and Kevin was like, Arr! and Gustav's like, "Don't bring up my lips, okay? So it's not very nice." <laughs> what are you Japanese? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So it continues. What was most extraordinary about them were their eyes, large, dark, gleaming with a sharp gaze. They wore clothing made of soft gray fabric, and he spells it G-R-E-Y. <gasps> and their limbs seemed to be similar to those of humans. Okay. Okay. So... Similar to those of Japanese humans? He or didn't just, specify... Just 
Okay. He didn't Because I'm confused now. I don't know what he's even talking about. It's like, about. what do these people even look like? <laughs> okay. This novel is regarded as the benchmark for all modern sci-fi iterations of The Great Aliens. So, like, this came out and people were like, yes. This is what aliens look like. So, have you seen a Japanese person? They are so much smaller. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so even when we see, which we kind of talked about this, um, aliens depicted as being green or like we hear of like little green men in terms of extraterrestrials, mm -hmm. we are fed the image of the gray alien. Green skin is probably just for like a dramatic effect to prove how different they are from us. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like to make them otherworldly. Like, oh, their skin's green. That's crazy. Right. Nothing here is green. It's like frogs exist. Okay. It's this the frog eraser. Leaves. Have you seen a leaf? Just once. Just one fucking leaf. Lizards. Iguanas. So, there's so many green things. So Par many. Parrots. Like, come on. Right? And then in 1957, the world was just completely shook when a man called Antonio Villaboa from Brazil claimed to have been abducted by aliens. This was huge news in Brazil, where I feel like there's a massive UFO flap. Like, I feel like oh, there's yeah. so many mm -hmm. stories of aliens in Brazil. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I 100% just off the bat believed this immediately. Right. Yeah. So I love this story, too. It's so fun. So so he this news breaks in Brazil and then it spreads worldwide because people are just like, this is real. We can't fucking believe that this mm -hmm. is happening. Antonio was a farmer and he was only 23 years old when he had this experience. He was working outside on the night of October 16th. 1957 to avoid the heat of brazil's late spring he was plowing his fields when he described a red star in the sky the star caught his eye because it looked like it was getting closer to him and he's like no that's crazy and he like just kept plowing he's like wait a minute no is that are you are you following me like when you were little and you're like the moon is fucking following us <laughs> right. you guys like is anyone else fucking seeing this and like your parents didn't care and you're in the backseat of the car right. like guys guys you're like wait it's catching it's catching us drive faster mom step on it so he brushed this off and he just continued to work and then he noticed a few minutes later that the star was indeed becoming closer and it was almost on top of him hmm. he could see that it wasn't a star at all but instead it was an egg-shaped craft hovering completely silently above the ground the craft had a rotating cupola at the top with a red light almost like a headlight the craft began to slowly lower itself to the ground, and Antonio watched in complete shock. The craft touched down, landing very delicately on three legs, which I feel like is also a thing we see in pop culture, right? Mm -hmm. Antonio was like, actually, no. I don't want to be here. I got to go. Uh, so, and then he just started his tractor up, and he's like, I'm going to drive home. Okay, bye. I don't want to be part of this anymore. But why, why would that be his – I would be like, are you shitting me? Like, what is happening right now? And he was just like, actually, I'm going to go. He's like, I'm going to see how this plays out. Actually, no. I also forgot I have a cake in the oven. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> it's my mama's birthday tomorrow. So his tractor drives about five feet, and then the motor completely dies, and it will not start again. So he does what any reasonable person would do, and I probably would have just done from the beginning – is he jumps off his tractor and he runs as fast as he possibly can towards his house. Unfortunately for Antonio, he did not get very far. He was frozen, like just stopped dead in his tracks. A man he describes as a person, but different, grabs him. The man was about five feet tall. 
maybe like a little bit smaller, but around five-ish feet. And he was dressed head to toe in gray. He wore gray coveralls and a big gray helmet. Antonio said that the man's eyes were small and blue, and he did not speak any intelligible language, but instead he let out high-pitched yelps and barks as if Antonio should understand what he is saying to him. The alien was barking at him? How fucking scary would that be? <laughs> if, like, this dude, like, rolls up in a fucking egg, and he's just like... And he's just like, it's Kevin, and he's shit-talking Steve, and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he thinks that you're not agreeing with him. And then he's mad, because he's like, Steve looks ridiculous, right? It's like, come on. And you're like, I don't understand you. And he's like, you don't understand where I'm coming from right now? Have you seen Steve? <laughs> Steve looks fucking dumb. And it's like, Kevin, give it a break, right? Kevin, you're just, you're such a dick. Honestly, so rude. So he is, he's stuck in place, right? Mm-hmm. And... Antonio says that this man's, like, barking at him. He doesn't understand what's happening. And then three more beings, just identical to the first, appear right next to him. They grab Antonio and they physically drag him back to their craft. He tried to struggle, but he felt like time was moving in slow motion. Once he was inside of the egg-shaped craft, he was stripped of all of his clothing, and then a strange, thick gel was sprayed all over his body. Gross. I'm imagining, like, uh, getting slimed at the Nickelodeon Kids' <laughs> Choice Awards. Yeah, he totally, he got slimed. But, like, way less prestigious. You know, Like, Katy Perry is not even there. Yeah, he didn't even, like, get one of those orange, like, what do they call them? Like the... Like the awards? The awards, yeah. I don't know what they're called, but they're just, like, a weird Nickelodeon It's, thing. like, one of those, like, uh... What was the game, or what was the award show that gave away surfboards? Those are, that's the Teen Choice Awards. Oh, okay, of yeah. course. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, because everyone wants one of those. Uh, an award surfboard. What if it's not even a functioning surfboard and it's like metal and it's so I heavy. think it is functioning, but like oh, why the fuck would you want that as an award? I, I don't know. I would literally never want like, that. Like make it better. Don't don't make it this. Yeah. Like <laughs> anything Make but it a this. mini one. You yeah, know? that would be cute. Whatever. Put it on your bookshelf. But you can't like put a surfboard a on a bookshelf. A seven foot book, like a seven. <laughs> I almost said bookshelf. A seven foot surfboard. Right. You like all the people who win those are probably just like, what the fuck do I do with this now? It's probably like in storage right. or like, like under a bed somewhere. Oh, I left it there. Oh no! Oh, I can't forgot. So the men take Antonio, just covered in slime, into another room. The room is shaped like a semicircle. I don't know why this is important, but he says that it is. Hmm. The doorway that they had entered through was decorated by glowing red symbols. Antonio was unable to ascertain the meaning of these symbols, but he was able to memorize what the symbols looked like. And later on, he would draw them for the authorities investigating his experience. The men took blood by pricking a small hole in Antonio's chin. It's a weird place, but okay. (laughs) And then he was led, still naked, still covered in goo, (laughs) into another room where the men left him alone for about 30 minutes. The room was pumped with an odorless but visible gas. Antonio said that the gas made him become so dizzy and so sick that he vomited all over the floor. So he's covered in slime and also vomit now. His own, and probably like a little bit of blood on his chin. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like the worst time. (laughs) Like a bad time. Yeah, not a good time. fucking night plow, man. Like, get this man... (laughs) Give him a break. And his cake is burning right now. Honestly, that might be the worst part. Sucks. So a few minutes after he gets all vomity, he is joined by one of the men. However, this time he's like, oh, no, that's not a man at all. That's a sexy, sexy lady. Hell yeah, it is. That's right. 
She was around five feet tall also, which is his preferred height for a partner. <laughs> Definitely not a human, but she sort of looked like a human. And he was like, I want to fuck this bitch. So she's hot. She's like a smoke show. Slam piece. Yes. Oh, 10 out of 10. And like the first thing he's like, I'm covered in goo. I'm covered in vomit mm-hmm. with a little bit of blood. But you know what? Let's bang. What's up, mama? <laughs> Check out my goo. <laughs> so something about this woman made him like super hot and bothered. And he said he did not understand like what was happening. He was so turned on. He described her also as being naked. Okay. Well, maybe that's why he was turned on. And that's just insane. I mean, he is 23, I guess. Like, it's pretty. <laughs> He's like, DTF? I'm DTF. Always. You're DTF. 24-7. I'm already covered in lube. Let's get it going. Let's go. Let's do this. Are you busy? I'm free. Let's go. <laughs> so he also said she had smooth, metallic-looking skin with a large head, a small pointed chin, very large blue cat-like eyes, hmm. and long pure white hair on her head. She sounds beautiful. She sounds like a member of the Volturi. Yeah. Yeah. He said she also moved in a fluid snake-like way as she walked, so I'm imagining, like, very swivelly hips. Oh, yeah. Being like, she was strutting big it. boy. She's like, burr, meow, burr, meow, Yeah, but, like, their language is like, <laughs> and he's like, yes, I am a Virgo. Absolutely. So she is completely naked. Um, he also took note that she had long armpit hair and very long pubic hair. <laughs> and it was bright red. Oh, so the carpets did not match the drapes. That, I literally wrote that joke in here. Did, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. The carpets did not match the drapes. Same brain. Same brain, Same dude. Brain. The woman approached him and he was just taken over by lust. The woman leaned in for a kiss, but instead of on the lips, she bit him on the chin. Again, drawing a small amount of blood. Yum. I'm going to try that next time. I like lean in for a kiss to someone and just Just straight up bite him on the chin. Or like if someone's leaning in for you, just be like, ah. Like, ah. Should I caw at them or something first? What feels right? Bite them first because if you caw, then they're going to retract. Oh, yeah. And then you won't get the optimal biting. I won't get the blood draw. Yeah. I won't get it. (laughs) It's what you're really after. (laughs) A minute for the blood. So so he grabbed the sexy mama, and he held her tight, and they shared a little afternoon delight. <laughs> Once they finished, he said that the woman seemed relieved. Like, like honestly, like, thank God you're done. I'm relieved this is over. She's like, I came, like, 30 minutes ago. Can you get off of me? He was like, did you come? And she's like, if you have to ask, you know I did. He's like, was that as good for you as it was for me? And she was like, no. She just lights a cigarette and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking yikes. So um, she said, he said that she seemed relieved that it was, the experience was over. And he's like, okay, well, whatever. (laughs) Fuck you then. And he said that she was rubbing her belly like she was pregnant and she was pointing Mm. towards the ceiling. Antonio did what any self-respecting man would do. And he shouted, what am I to you? This is a quote. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not, is it? Yeah. Part of it it is. (laughs) Okay. Carry on. What am I to you? Just a good stallion? So part of that is real. It's not? Guess what part's real? What am I? No. 
<laughs> he told the police that he felt like, quote, a good stallion to her. <laughs> so she used and abused him. Uh-huh. Okay. I she, like her style. Honestly. I'm team her. Team this bitch. Team yeah. red pube. <laughs> red pube. <laughs> um, he said that he was very upset and he felt that he was used to impregnate this woman and that she wasn't in love with him and he was just... <laughs> He was honestly very upset by this whole experience. Oh, she took advantage of him? Yeah. Okay. Like, you didn't want it. Like, you weren't, like, a fucking... You were basically asking for it. You were naked and covered in vomit and goo. Your own vomit and goo. (laughs) Full erection. You're at her house. You're asking for it. What do you think, right? Yeah. This is is terrible. (laughs) So, he was also very upset that he believed she was going to take their baby... Oh, oh, he wanted custody? He wanted to pay child support, at least. He's a good father. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's so. So he was mad that she was going to take their baby. Okay. He called it their baby in okay. his police report. All right. And raise it in outer space, which mm. is what he interpreted from her rubbing her belly and pointing up. I'm going to oh, say she was yeah. probably like rubbing your belly, throwing up. Did you throw up before this? Because you tasted like vomit. <laughs> she was she was pointing up because she was like, get up and get the fuck out of my yeah. room. Get up and get out. <laughs> get up and get out. So he was then given his clothing back and he got dressed. And of course, just like after any random hookup, he was given a tour of where his host lived. Oh, I thought you were going to say she gave him like money for a cab or something. Oh, no. No. <laughs> space she, cab. Space cab. She <laughs> called him an Uber. Yeah. They walked him around the craft, showing him all of their cool stuff, and he claimed that he tried to take a small clock-like device as a way to prove that he had been taken by them in the first place. The humanoids were like, oh, no, that's ours. And they literally slapped it out of his hands. Yeah, because that's rude. You don't just, like, steal something from someone's house to prove you were there. Like, yeah, we kidnapped you. (laughs) But, like, leave our stuff alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You come to my house, you have sex with my wife, (laughs) and now you're going to steal my clock-like device? Uh Uh-uh. I don't think so, Antonio. Get the fuck, get the, your goo-covered fucking ass You're out You're fucking of covered in vomit right now, You're bro. You're embarrassment. So the humanoids were like, no, that's ours. Don't take that. <laughs> and then he was led off of the ship, probably because he tried to steal from mm, them. Yeah. And they left him in the field with his tractor. Antonio watched as the craft's legs lifted from the ground, but the craft remained in the same place, just like hovering. The craft began glowing brightly. And then in the blink of an eye, it zoomed off into space, completely silently. Antonio wandered back home and realized that four hours had passed and his cake was just, like, he had to start over. <laughs> it was, like, black, like, like, burned to a crisp. Almost burned his house down. Yeah. Honestly, kind of scary. So sad. So sad. Antonio suffered from nausea, weakness, and headaches for days after the event. When he noticed small cuts all over his body, but without any, like, bruising or pain, he decided... I'm going to call a journalist about this. Okay. Instead of a doctor. Yeah, that's that would be my first call, but so whatever. He, so he calls a journalist. His name's Jose Martins. And the journalist is like, you probably should talk to a doctor. Mm. So he calls a doctor for him, a doctor from a national school of medicine, who then contacted the American research group, ARPO, which stands for Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, who had been studying aliens and abduction stories. The doctor, Olavo Fontes, examined Antonio, and he determined that Antonio was suffering from severe radiation poisoning, which, 
like every single abduction is like this. They all get radiation yeah. poisoning. Or like Mothman, they had mm-hmm. the radiation. Uh, Travis Walton with the trees. Mm-hmm. Betty and, and Betty Barney, Barney Hill, yeah. the dress. Yeah, they all they all get radiation yeah. poisoning, and it makes you vomit, and it makes you dizzy, and it makes mm. you glow in the dark for like a couple of days, which mm. is also kind of cool. Like let's Super be honest, cool. right? So he has. Um, let me see. His symptoms were described as pains throughout the body, nausea, headache, loss of appetite, ceaseless burning sensations in his eyes. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Lesions and the slightest of light bruising, which went on disappearing for months. He had all these reddish nodules all over his body that were described as being harder than the skin around them, and they stuck out of his skin. Ew. Yeah, and they were also, like, very painful to be touched. Okay. He said each of these little protrusions had a small central orifice, yielding a yellowish, thin, waterish discharge. Okay, so was it just, like, little pimples all over him? Like... I feel like they were probably, like, implants. Like, little guys. Why? I don't know, dude. Okay. But the skin surrounding these little wounds was purple. And, like, just, like, super fucking weird. It's described as being hyperchromatic. Were there any, ever any, like, pictures? Well, what year was this? Did pictures exist? I don't know. I didn't see like any, any documentation or anything that any of this exists. I'll look for pictures, but I didn't see any online mm. just from mm. general okay. Googling. Something interesting that I did read about alien abductions is that modern research, like, I think this was done in, like, 2005 or something, Mm -hmm. shows that those who claim to have been abducted are proven to show symptoms that align with PTSD Mm. and virtually never with a traumatic brain injury or, like, schizophrenia or something. So, in my opinion, that gives even more credence to abductees' experiences because it's like they clearly went through something and their brain is traumatized. They're not just, like, crazy people. Well, and some of them, too, it's, like, they don't remember it, but once they go under, like, a hypnosis session, like, everything comes back because there's the theory that they, like, wipe your memory or try to do Mm -hmm. something to make you forget. So, like, you have to go, like, deep in your, like, subconscious mind just Mm -hmm. to, like, even pull any of this shit out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, kind of crazy. I mean, your brain does that when you get PTSD. It, like, shoves stuff away so you don't feel the pain anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Antonio was able to recall every detail of his experience easily. He was also given a lot of credibility because the press said that he was probably just, quote, an illiterate peasant lacking the creative capacity to make this story up. So they were like, you're probably right and this is true, but it's because you're a big dumb idiot and you're not, you don't have the mental capacity to make up such a story on your own. How fucking rude is that? It's very rude. Like, did Kevin tell them to say that? Uh, It sounds like it. Sounds like a Kevin job. To prove his haters wrong, he immediately began to study law and he became a very successful lawyer. Good for him. He did go on to marry and he had four children. And throughout his life, he claimed that this story was 100% true and he could tell it verbatim every fucking time. This is what happened. I fucked a sexy alien. It was good for her, just like it was for me. She, that's what she said. She definitely said that 100%. Look at this note she wrote. <laughs> it was great, Tony. You're incredible. I wonder if his uh, child ever yeah. came to, like, to Earth and was like, hey, is your name Antonio? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm your son. And he was like, my boy? He's like, just want to say, fuck you, dad. Where have you been? Daddy didn't love me. And then he runs away with his arms behind his back. (laughs) (laughs) 
1961, we have Betty and Barney Hill's story, which, mm. in my opinion, also backs up Antonio Villaboas's story because they're honestly very similar. Like yeah. the experiences. Yeah. This is probably like the most famous story of alien abduction, right? Wouldn't you I say? I think it was like the first one in the US yeah, or like something. Yeah. Like, like went viral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to go too deep into this story because we do have an entire episode on it. We do. We already went deep on this story. We went so deep. Um, But for the sake of just for funsies, I'm going to give a little rundown. Okay. Okay. Betty and Barney Hill were a couple that lived in New Hampshire who claimed to be abducted by aliens in September of 1961. They claimed to have been abducted for over 24 hours. So they disappeared on, I think, the 19th of September and came back home on the 20th. They were probed and they showed signs of radiation poisoning when they were dropped off at home. Um, Like you just talked about, like remember the weird burn marks on Betty's dress? Mm-hmm. And then her like it like was disintegrating and didn't, she yeah, like had they, it like, tested. tested. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like radiation. Mm-hmm. It's honestly it's a wild story. And if you guys haven't listened to it, like just go do so. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. do it. Mm, okay. Most important to today's episode, we have Betty Hill to thank for the knowledge that the Greys probably come from Zeta so cool. Reticuli. This is like my favorite part about that whole story. It's so cool, dude. Because it's like, it has to be real then. It has to be. I feel like. Yeah. Betty was able to make a star map showing where the aliens had been, where they lived, where they came from, because they showed her a star map when she mm-hmm. was on their craft. Zeta Reticuli is a star that can be seen actually with a naked eye if you live in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm. It's not that far from here. It's only 40 light years away. Oh, it's o- only 40 light years you, If we away. can see it with our naked eye, that's pretty <laughs> fucking close in space terms. Yeah, in space terms, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. it's like 20 minutes away. <laughs> 20 minutes on the street. It's a binary star system, which means that there are two twin stars that make up the system, which is sort of cute, right? Mm-hmm. This is why the greys are sometimes referred to as the Zeta Reticulans or Reticuli whatever. Then in the late 1970s, the Greys got on the global media attention again when the famous Roswell, New Mexico incident took place. Again, we did an entire episode on this. Well, wait, you forgot to mention that Betty pointed that out and -hmm. and said that this is where they said that they were from. And that Zeta Reticuli wasn't even discovered at the time when she pointed it out. (gasps) I didn't mention that. Because then she pointed it out and she Uh was like, this is on the star map this is mm-hmm. where they said they were from and then mm-hmm. it was i don't know how many years later but years later mm-hmm. then we finally discovered zeta reticuli and it mm-hmm. was exactly as she said it was mm-hmm. so it's like how would she know that if it wasn't true she went to there she was there she's like i want to go to there. she met the zeta reticulum she met zeta and reticuli and they are delightful gorgeous incredible charcuterie like you wouldn't believe it the charcuts is off the chain she's like what do you call this a cheese board they're like yeah it's gonna be great in like 10 years where you live and she's like people are gonna love this so betty hill also a famed charcuterie board enthusiast oh she's yes. an enthusiast she basically made it up let's be yeah. honest yeah it was like her and the swiss cheese mafia were like responsible. She, she brought us zeta reticuli and charcuterie and board. the charcuts <laughs> Charcoots. Thank you, Betty. Thank you. Uh, you're 100% correct. I go into massive detail about the finding of all of this mm-hmm. in the Betty and Barney episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
that's in there, so you should listen. You better go listen. So back to Roswell. Uh, again, we did a whole episode on Roswell, so not going to get too deep into it, nope. which is a thing I just keep saying. Super sorry, everyone, <laughs> but go fucking listen, please. In 1947, on a ranch just outside of Corona, New Mexico, near a United States Air Force base, debris from what is definitely, absolutely mm. a weather balloon. Right, yeah, totally. Was found. <laughs> the owner of the ranch, W.W. Mac Brazel. I feel like you have to say it like that if you want to ranch. W.W. Mac. Yeah, right? It's like Walter White Mac. Walter White <laughs> Mac Brazel. Yeah. <laughs> he found the wreckage, which he described as metal, rubber strips, tinfoil, and thick paper. He believed this to be the remains of a flying saucer or a flying disc because he had heard stories of sightings in his area very recently. Mac brought some of the material to Sheriff George Wilcox of Roswell, who in turn brought it to the attention of Colonel William Blanchard, the commanding officer of the Roswell Army Airfield. And then the Army shut it all down. They're like, um, we'll take this. Thank you so much. Why don't you just go home? Um, I bet your wife, is that a cake I smell? Is that a cake I smell? I think, it, I think you left it in the oven. Don't, don't want to let it burn. burn. No burning. Don't want to let it burn. No, no. Mm-mm. So he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go check on that cake and rustle up some cake. <laughs> you guys want a piece or like? Yeah, we'll be, we'll be around okay. um, in a couple hours. I'll save you that's one. great. Thank you so much. I prefer tea. This guy likes coffee, so if you can make both, that'd be great. So he goes to take his cake out of the oven, and the army's like, we got it from here. Thank you so much. They fence off the area. They put their stupid little jeeps all around it. Mm. And then they kind of just hid what happened for a long time until the late 1970s when a retired lieutenant by the name of Colonel Jesse Marcel just dropped the knowledge. That it was aliens. (laughs) Yeah. By the way. He was in an interview with uh, ufologist Stanton Friedman. Ufologist? I'm going to say UFO. I would say UFO. <laughs> I'm a proud say... member of MUFON. I'm saying UFO. Ufologist is how I like to say it. I'm an ufologist, girl. Oof. You say Oof. ufology. I yes. say ufology. No, you say ufology. <laughs> I say. Oh, yeah. Ufology. I just don't know the words of the song. Can we rewrite it, but with all the alien words I can't say? Yeah. Okay. And also, contagen. <laughs> Nobody says that. That's not a thing. That's wild, because you know who says it? 50% of the people in this room. You. 50% of the people in this room. Okay, well, all of the animals are one. Cannot speak English. <laughs> they well, do not know what a contagion you or have a 50 50 is. chance of being wrong. So do you, bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt that says, You say contagion, I say contagion, but it's just spelled yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> And, like, no one's going to understand. Well, you actually shouldn't take any advice from me because I also called a woman named Lydia Lytus. So that was that was Spellcheck's fault. It was Spellcheck's fault. That was Spellcheck's fault. It's like, Lytus is a nice name. I think, I think her name is Lytus instead of Florida. Like, what if we pranked her? What if we, what if we they, did a little prank? I got pranked by Microsoft Word. It was Clippy. Yeah, yeah. Clippy's a bad guy. She's a bitch. Honestly, nothing good happens when Clippy's involved. <laughs> Clippy still alive, or is he? I think they killed him. Oh, they shot him out. Rip to the clip. <laughs> All right. So um, Jesse Marcel did an interview with ufologist mm. Stanton Friedman. Mm. 
Colonel Jesse Marcel said that he believed the debris he retrieved from the scene was extraterrestrial in origin. Mm. But the government does what they always do. And they were like, um, actually... It was nuclear test surveillance balloon from Project Mogul. So they're like flip and reverse. I bet you didn't know about Project Mogul. We're going to tell mm. you all about it. Government secrets. This is what it is. We're, it's like they're lying, but it's like they're telling like, the truth. It's uh, it's like distraction. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. <laughs> that's, a, that's all they do. That's, they just gaslight us. That's all they fucking do. Mm. So the government was like, that's not aliens, that's Project Mogul. What's Project Mogul? Let us tell you, child. Let us tell you. They Mm. went as far to say that the alien bodies recovered from the scene that multiple people saw Mm. were actually probably definitely test dummies that had been dropped from high altitudes for some reason. They just made them look like greys because they thought it would be fun. They were fucking aliens. There's like autopsy photos. (laughs) I know. And they're like, no, sometimes we just, like, drop dummies. That just look like People were like, why? And they're like, oh, bored. (laughs) I was like, okay, we've got nothing better to do. It's like, what? We work for the government, so. Yeah, absolutely. And they're like, like, also, that was an air balloon. And people are like, aren't air balloons made of rubber? And they're like, this one was metal. No. Sometimes. (laughs) But not always. And, like, we're just supposed to believe it, right? Oh, yeah. Reports by witnesses that were there claim that the bodies were small creatures with big heads and slender bodies, with skin that looked almost like latex and was milky gray in color. Mm. Sounds like a lot. Sounds a lot like a gray alien to me. Yeah. Yeah. Gray alien for sure. Right on the money. Or is it actually a test dummy that they dropped for some reason? Just for shits and gigs. It's like, oh, it's Thursday. Time to drop the dummies. It's Test Dummy Thursday, guys. Are you ready? "Ah!" Are you ready? (laughs) I'm going to put a bow on this one. (laughs) This one looks like an alien. Call him Kevin. He seems mean. And Kevin's like, you motherfucker. Motherfuckers. I'm going to probe the fuck out of you. (laughs) He's like, try it again. Fuck around and find out next time. Since then, there have been literally millions of gray alien sightings. Half of all Americans and millions, if not, I'm going to say it, you heard it here first, billions of people globally mm. believe in the existence of aliens. Yeah, yeah, dude. What is it, like 7 billion of us now? I fucking know. It's too many of us. I'm That's all I know. I'm going to say at least a minimum of 1 billion believe. Yeah. Right? Definitely. 100%. Mm-hmm. 40 million Americans say that they have seen or know someone that has seen a UFO or a UAP. Hmm. P.S. I'm just going to write, just put this out there, okay? We all know UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Object. But in case anyone listening doesn't know, a UAP, which is like the preferred term now. Oh, yeah. um, Stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, which is just like a fancy way of saying UFO. Those are basically the same things. But we're saying like UAP now for some reason. Both of those basically mean the same thing. They're 100% the same thing. Unidentified Flying Object and Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Right. But like I just wanted to say it because I feel like Virtually the same. There's like a lot of things on the internet that like people like say like initials of things. I'm like, totally. Uh, Same, bestie. But it means like something completely insane that I don't know what it means but i'm an old millennial so i just say yeah agreed and then they're like 
really. And then you have like those people who are like, well, actually, we don't refer to them as UFOs anymore. We refer to them as UAPs. Um, it's a phenomenon or an object in the atmosphere, mm. and yeah, you can observe it from the ground or the air. Like, but there's no explanation. But it's so not dumb. a UFO. You're it's so a dumb UAP. for thinking that. Like what? Would you- I'm going to use that as an insult if we ever go to, like, a UFO conference. But, like, <laughs> this fucker probably calls them UFOs still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet you call them UFOs still. <laughs> this fucking guy. What's a UAP? Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? I feel like it's a good, like, nerd nerd way to bully yeah, people. totally. Yeah. Also, I'm going to get just a tiny little bit bonkers, mm. if you don't mind. Because I haven't been doing that at all. I love that sound machine. Honestly, that was like the best $8,000 we've ever spent. <laughs> so, so much money. So It was so worth it. It was so worth it. So this might be my all-time favorite alien theory. And honestly, I don't not believe it. I want to believe it. Okay. According from, so according to an excerpt from a book that I read, I did not read the book. I read the excerpt from the book. Okay. I was going to say, you read a whole book? I read a whole fucking book. That's myself. impressive. No, I did not do that. The book is called From Zeta Reticuli to Earth, period. <laughs> this is the title of a book. There's multiple sentences in this, this title. Time, comma, space, comma, and the UFO technology, colon. What it goes on. Everything I just read is also in full caps in the title of the book. Okay. Colon, Scientific Frontiers of Alien Spacecrafts by Maximilian de Lafayette, <laughs> which is a fantastic name. I mean, it's yeah, and just a just a ridiculous book title. I felt like he almost had to name the title like that ridiculous because his name's so ridiculous. So he t- was trying to like mask it with, yeah, basically a paragraph as the title of his book to be like no one will notice how bonkers my name is <laughs> if I make the title equally as bonkers. Do you think he goes into rooms with a cape on and he flaps his cape and he goes, it is I, Maximilian de Lafayette. Yeah, he does that thing where he, and then when he leaves, he does like the one side and he's like, good day to you, sir. I said good day. He never says goodbye. He says good day. And then he runs away really fast. Or the other way that he leaves <gasps> yes. is that he lights a smoke bomb mm-hmm. and he throws it. And then he like runs out of the door really fast. Drops all fours and scurries away. <laughs> he crawls away really fast. His knees are so bruised, but it is 100% No, he got knee pads for oh. Christmas last year. He wears so... them under his slacks so no one thinks he's weak. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Makes total sense. Because he's getting a little older. And oh. his knees aren't like they used to be. <laughs> Maximilian de Lafayette. <laughs> This episode has a lot of characters in it. (laughs) Anyways, this fucking excerpt says... (laughs) Gray aliens are human beings. Okay. From the future, in a different dimension, that have come back to fuck with us. I can get down with that. It's my favorite, and I believe it. Where am I? Like, why aren't I fucking with myself right now? Because I would totally do that. You're, like, on the way here. I'm, like, I'm just, I'm, you know what? I'm notoriously late to everything, so that's probably why. Same. And that's sad, because I'm later than you are to things. So I'll get here in, like, 30 years. I'll be, I might be, yeah. I think I'll be here in, like, 15, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. And your hair is going to look so good. Mm. Your long, thin, blonde hair and your red pubes. (laughs) Are going to be immaculate. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to meet Alien You. So, yeah, um, I'm obsessed with this idea. And yeah. I 
I just think that this is 100% correct. Like, that's all. That's all, folks. The gray aliens from Zeta Reticuli are actually humans from several thousands of years in the future that have either evolved over their own timeline mm -hmm. or followed the timeline that human beings are destined to evolve along, a la H.G. Wells. Mm. Okay. And like, that's just us, dude. So and it's like, like time travel and they're uh -huh. coming back and yeah. they're like... They're like time travel, interdimensional hopping. They're S If they're humans, they're definitely also still named Kevin and Steve. Yeah. But they like spell it like Kevin and like Steve. Kevin. Yeah. 100%. It's like that movie, um, Evil Alien Conquerors, where his name is Mike. <laughs> and, and Doug. And Doug. Instead of Doug and Mike. Honestly, yeah. So I love it. This I love is, that theory. It's my favorite, and I fully am subscribing to it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. why, why the fuck not? It, it makes perfect sense. We would do, everyone would do that. That's actually the plot of Interstellar. Remember when they're like pulling like the strings and like. Well, they're trying to like pull the strings to save the world though, not fuck with them. But no, but I'm saying like that's a human and then like she thinks it's an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like same, same jive. Right. And they just like travel back in time and they're yeah. like, we're going to fucking prank these humans. We're going to be so hard. Banana peels all over. <laughs> And they're going to slip Donkey Kong you know, style. You know those fucking socks that you put in the washing machine and you dry them and I then only one comes out? They fucking take them. They're taking them. I fucking swear. Just to fuck with us. I put a pair of knee socks, a single pair of mm -hmm. knee socks with my laundry. And one only came out. And right? I have now one unicorn knee sock. What am yeah. I going to do with that? Well. It's not even solid color. because future you has it and she's laughing her ass off. <laughs> It has her. to be. Where else do they go? No one knows. They go to Zeta Reticuli. They go. Oh, my God. They open like it's like a little portal and like. In the back of the washing machine. Everyone's socks. Uh -huh. so there's just like a giant piles, yeah. mounds uh -huh. of the one sock from the washing machine that didn't come out. And then they bleach them and they dye them gray. And they make mm -hmm. outfits out of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Got to. They learn how to do it because we cannot. They evolved. That's they. This is how they've evolved. <laughs> I love that for them. I love it for us. I, well, they are us. So. I love it for all of us. The collective mm. us. The royal us. Yes. Yes. The greys also may have genetically altered themselves, altering their DNA in order to survive and thrive in, like, the hard space environment, right? Mm. Sure. I mean, like, they were able to make themselves into intellectually superior beings, but in doing so, they neglected their physical form, much like only focusing on your upper body glamour muscles mm. and neglecting leg day at the gym. Steve. And never, we cannot stress this enough, never forget leg day that's like the most noticeable thing that people what are you johnny bravo yeah like what oh you, you got big arms but like can you even like chase me with Tiny those legs? legs no you can't. i don't think do you do some can. squats like do a squat aliens needs to do squats it's embarrassing <laughs> the grays alter their physical state so much that they are now unable to procreate mm. and this my friends is why they need current humans this is why they abduct Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Although it's usually sir. And then they mm. fuck back off to space. So the men are sterile and the women can still make babies. Obviously. You ever see we're, alien titties? We're the superior <laughs> gender. So, I mean, <laughs> you heard it here first. It would make sense that they would, you know. Yeah. Well, um, in a little bit, Nicole will talk about, oh, this episode, maybe next episode. We we're going to do it next episode because I, so we actually planned this full 
full disclosure here, uh, we had planned this to be a single episode, but I am looking at our timestamp right now, and we are at a minute and 36. One minute and 36 seconds? I do talk fast. I mean, <laughs> we are at an hour and 36 minutes. Okay. Well, then, I'm going to wrap her up here, okay? It's believed that the greys are also capable of cloning, but this is too difficult because, obviously... They all share a hive mind collective consciousness and transferring that consciousness into the brains of clones is like, it's like a whole thing. Mm. Like no one wants to do it. Right. Right. So instead they're going to reproduce with humans so that these babies are born into the collective consciousness. Oh. And they don't have to like teach them how to do it. It's a hybrid situation. 100%. See, aliens obviously abduct humans and they probe the shit out of them. Mm. But as we also know, another thing that they are very famous for is, um, shall we say, extracting fertile human DNA. Oh, they love doing that. They're jacking Spit, off people semen, all blood. the time, dude. Yeah, they it's love what it. They, do. they fucking love it. Humans are then implanted with these little devices, alien implants, which we go heavily into detail on in Betty and Barney. Betty and well, basically everything. I think Travis uh, Walton. Travis Walton I think we talk had about um, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one where we really go hard. It's, yeah, typically if you're abducted, you, you get, get a little an implant. implant. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little... You get like a BBL. Souvenir. Yeah, you know? it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It says like your name on it, but it's spelled slightly different. Cause it like, moves around underneath your skin. That's so cute. It's, it's adorable. It's like a little pet, right? Mm. Yeah. So they implant people with these little alien implants, and those implants are used to track the whereabouts of and possibly control the actions of breeding stock humans, <gasps> which is what we are breeding stock yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this my sweet sweet babies is where the tall whites come from (gasps) dun 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 so just a little brief thing on the tall whites um obviously it's a different alien species because there's like what a million and sixteen thousand and nine or something Um, (laughs) a million and nineteen thousand to be exact oh yeah i'm so sorry (laughs) but maybe also more yeah but then like also three more and like like, also no one knows it's like whatever it's like who cares anymore so tall whites they're aliens. They're hybrids between humans and the gray aliens. They are said to be between six and eight feet tall. They have slender bodies, but not like as thin as a gray. It's like, I mean, honestly, think of like a hybrid. Yeah. Right? So like if you took a human and a gray alien uh-huh. and you put them together, yeah. this is what you they like would look like. made them make out and then they had a baby. Mm. First you poured goo on them, then you, they vomited on themselves. And bit each other's chins. And bit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they have slender bodies. They are pale in skin tone. They prefer desert-like climates. And they are physically very weak, but extremely intelligent like the greys. So just like tall, like thin, nerdy people. Like albinos? Sort of. They're not albino, though. Well, sometimes they're described as having pink eyes, but they don't have to have pink eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a sometimes thing. It's like they're just like pale. Like, whatever. Just very pale. Yeah, like, super pale. But they, like, love the desert, and it's like, do you not burn? They must not. Do you have, like, stock in copper tone? SPF 100, baby. Got to reapply every 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. From accounts of the tall whites, they are said to not age in the way that us human beings do. Where we get old, they simply grow taller and taller the older they get, like a redwood. They are believed to live upwards of 200 years, and they do not reach adulthood until they are well into their 50s. That sounds like a goddamn nightmare. Doesn't it sound terrible? Yeah. Yeah. So what, they're just like children? <clears throat> Toddlers? Uh, Like, they get like, they're like teens. I mean, oh. babies, like, I mean, they grow up. Yeah. So like when they're 40, they're like, 
They're just like preteens for 50 years. God. Oh my God, the acne. Terrible. Oh my God, can you imagine? The hormones. The voice changes. Ugh. Like, hi! For 30 years. You couldn't pay me to go back to middle school. (laughs) For 50 years. (laughs) The adolescent tall whites act feral and very aggressive. Sort of like the zombies from I Am Legend. Ooh. But they grow into very peaceful beings when they hit adulthood at, like I said, like the age of like 50. Mm -hmm. They are said to not believe in government or rules. They're like, no, but thanks. They also grow to detest violence so much so that they will never eat a living creature. They subsist on plant life only on our planet and then wherever they live, too. Oh, that's... It's very nice. Isn't it nice? It's nice. But then when, like, they're, like, a adolescents, they're just, like, pumped full of hormones and they're fucking... They're just eating everything. Bad. Anyone. They're, like, bad people. Like, and then they grow up and, like, they understand... Like, they get into yoga. Mm. And they're, like, namaste. They're, like, enlightened. Yes. They get... They become enlightened. <laughs> they get really into, like, muslin robes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And beads. They love a bead. Okay. Crystals. Oh, they love a crystal. Don't even get them started. <laughs> They also do not believe in entertainment. They have no use for fun or activities, okay. and they prefer to sit in contemplative silence. Well, that's not fun at all. Maybe it is to them. Okay. I mean, but they never saw Shrek, and I feel like if you showed Shrek to an like alien, once. it would blow their fucking mind. Yeah. It would blow a tall white's mind. And then, they, then they would be into entertainment. They'd be like, why does the donkey make waffles? And it's like, I don't know, man. They were like, and they're like, uh, like, I'm a layered cake, like a layered onion. That's kind of like how we are. You have to peel back the layers. And then they realize that they enjoy entertainment. Yeah. But only Shrek. They only like Mike mm. Myers movies. Oh, mm-hmm. the, the love guru is their favorite one. And everyone's like, no, that's the worst one. They're have like, you seen Austin Powers? They're like, look at him do yoga. Look mm. at him sit in contemplative silence. It's a fan favorite with the tall ones. <laughs> That's why it has like a ninety nine percent on IMDb. They keep on messing it up. It's like, like Rotten Tomatoes. Come on, everyone, go, go vote for that movie based on what it actually is. Because you guys are listening right now, go vote. Those tall whites just keep messing up 1% that Rotten Tomatoes score. Love Guru. I want to know what. Can you look up what the score is on Love Guru <laughs> while I continue reading the Rotten Tomatoes score? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So they. Um, the tall whites are very calming to be around, and they often use telekinesis to communicate instead of spoken language. They do this with human beings as well, so it can be very, like, startling to just hear someone else's voice in your head. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. I think we might be on to something here. Okay. So the critic score, uh-huh. the tomato meter, 13%. Tracks. For Love Guru. But... Don't tell me. The audience score. I don't want to know. Which is skewed because of the tall whites, as we've mm-hmm. mentioned. Is a 33%. How? Because of the tall whites. Did you see The Love Guru? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Bad. Do you want to watch it it's later? So, no. Why? I do not. What if What if we, like, unlock something? The secrets to the universe are in The Love Guru? What if they fucking with Mike are? Mike Myers. What if they fucking are? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. I got nothing to do tonight. Hell fucking yeah. (laughs) Cool. We're going to live stream us watching The Love Guru. All right. Um, There is also a nuclear physicist called Charles Hall who worked as a weather observer, quote unquote, 
in the 1960s at the Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. It was here that he met the Tall Whites. Hmm. The first time he met the Tall Whites, he said of them, quote, There was a group of five, two men and three women. They had all come to go to the bathroom. Together? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's non-binary. It's just asking. When you encounter the Tall Whites, it's such a shock. You are not sure if you are looking at a ghost or an angel or if you are dreaming. But they will talk about the love guru virtually nonstop. <laughs> They'll talk your ear off. About the love guru. <laughs> Only about the love guru. <laughs> they actually think that that's who Mike Myers is, the love guru. And yeah. he's like, that's not like a, a character he's doing. They think it's a documentary. Yeah. They like go to his house and shit. Yeah. I don't even know what his, that character's name is, but that's what they refer to him as. The love guru. The love guru. I don't know. I don't actually don't know if I've ever seen the love guru. Don't. No, we're going to watch it tonight. Don't we're do gonna it. We're going to live stream it. <laughs> Charles White said that the government knew all about the aliens and they were just like, yeah, you work here, so you have to work with them now. You do not get a choice. Mm, this okay. is the key to the bathroom. Don't lose it because they will. And every Thursday is Love Guru Thursday. They have to watch it at lunchtime or else they get very angry. They get violent. Yeah. They revert to their feral state. If they don't get their Love Guru Thursday, man. Love Guru and Salad Thursday. Oh, yeah. They only eat plants. Yeah. He said that the U.S. government worked with the aliens on technology transfers and that this was open knowledge among military personnel. He also said that the government kept all he also said that the government kept it all a secret because they felt that the public wasn't ready to know about aliens because people weren't quote emotionally ready to accept alien life forms. Yeah, I don't think they are now either. No, they're fully not. Absolutely not. Human beings cannot get along <laughs> if your skin is a slightly different color. <laughs> right. So you yeah, think that they're aliens... going to be chill with fucking seven foot tall angels nah. that love the love guru? No. No. They are absolutely will not. They're not. Mm -mm. In the war against the aliens, it is the movie critics that will take them out <laughs> because they're so mad about what they did to the love guru score. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Hall published a book called Beyond Relativity that details his time with the Flat Whites in case anyone would like to dive deeper into that. Also, um, I am going to add it to our list of upcoming topics. So watch out for that in like 2025. What you're adding? The... Charles White. Oh, yeah, Charles his story. White. Mm -hmm. okay. It's very, very cool. Um, and then next episode, Nicole is going to talk about how the government um, knew about aliens the whole time. Yeah, and we're also going to talk about probably my favorite alien story of all time. Yeah, to lead into that, Charles Hall also claims to have been in constant contact with three types of aliens. The Tall Whites, duh. The Greys, obviously. And the Venusians. Yes. And we will so... get so deeply deep into that next week. Mm hmm so we're gonna probe right into it. We're gonna probe so hard. We are going to Kids Choice Awards lube <laughs> it up and probe it so hard. Everyone's gonna get sent a giant surfboard with your name on it from the Teen Choice Awards, but it will be covered in goo. <laughs> yes. So we're so sorry. Um. Yeah. This was unexpected. We thought this was gonna be uh one episode, but it's two now. So I think we should still read a listener mail because technically it's yeah. two different. Yeah, it's two different topics, so okay. let's do it. Go okay. for it. Okay. 
Uh, do you want to read the listener mail? No, so, you read it because I did the intro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's our, that's our, uh, that's, that's the vibe. That's our vibe. That's the vibe. All right. So this week's listener mail comes from Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey. Hey. She starts with, okay, here we go. Oh, and like this is going to be good. 15 exclamation it's points. Be good. So you know it's good. Oh, yeah. So in high school, I was friends with this girl and her house was haunted AF, right? Mm. So we always heard stuff and smelled stuff she credited to her grandma's cooking and like whatever. Anyway, so one night I was over and she was in the shower. I was in her room just bullshitting on my phone, sitting at the head of her bed. From how you sit on a bed, the bedroom door. I'm going to read that again. From how you sit on the bed, the bedroom door is on the far left end of the room, and on the other side of the doorway is the staircase that you can see down a little ways. Okay. I think, yeah. You got you got the schematics I'll, on that? I lost it a little bit, but I think I just brought okay. it right there's, back. There's stairs and a door, and, and she's on the see, bed. You can see down the stairs. You can see them. Got it. Typical old house. Old from like the 1900s-ish. Ooh. Right? So she was in the shower. I was on my phone. I look up, and I see a tall black shadow in the doorway. I wasn't super into the paranormal when I was 15 or 16 years old, so I did get nervous, but I just ignored it. Mm. I don't know. Apparently, my teenage angst wasn't scared of this tall black figure. So after a while, I can feel something looking at me, and I look up, and there's a smaller, lighter figure next to it. Oh, so the black figure's still fucking there? Oh. And there's, like, a little dude, too? And he's just like, hey, I'm here, too. These figures are mist-like, not like perfect human shape. Just enough to see something there. And this point, and at this point, my friend turns off the shower and I blink and they are just gone. So that happened. My friend comes into the room and finishes getting ready and she has a towel on her hair to dry it. And she hands it to me and asks me to put it in the bathroom for her. Me, being a brat, I just take a step out of her room and throw the towel toward the bathroom. It lands halfway between the bathroom and halfway in the hallway because the bathroom door was open. So I sit on her bed again and start talking about whatever BS we talk about sophomore year in high school. And she goes back into the bathroom and she yells, you didn't have to hang the towel up. What? We were the only ones in the house and I definitely threw the damn towel and it landed on the floor. I did not hang it up. It was the mist. I would love a mist that cleaned our house. Right? Like, like that would be so, so cute. If you're going to be here, at least, like, run the vacuum every Like, you're once not in a fucking while. paying rent. Right. That goes for all of you small animals. Honestly, dogs, cats, like, what are you even doing? Get your shit together. Like, please. All of the hair in this house is because of you. All of it. So... I don't know, wash a fucking dish for once. Like one dish. People. Kids these days. So that was Kelsey's story. Thank you so much, Kelsey. Super spooky. Um, If anyone has a super spooky story or doesn't like to hang their towels up, please send us an email. We're actually (laughs) running pretty low on listener lore. Yeah, we need some. So send it. And uh, the first one to send it will get it right on the next episode. How about that? I think we have one in our... um, email actually we got we just got a new one that came in oh damn so that one will go first and then we'll get the other one and we do have some in our uh in our folders oh sure 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 so. whatever if but we do need more have we a ghost need story more. if you have a towel story if you have an alien story <laughs> um if you have ungrateful animals it doesn't have to be a spooky story you can yeah. just like pop in to say hi and like worship us or whatever if you want to <laughs> um email it to quite unusual pod at gmail.com 
And if you like what you hear, please shoot us a five star on Apple. It really does help. Yeah, because honestly, like, the tall whites keep downvoting us. They keep on giving us one Because stars. we talk shit about Love Guru. <laughs> we talk one time. It's like, this episode hasn't even yeah. aired yet, and they're already doing so it because they can see it in the future. Combat those one stars with a couple five stars. And you can also do it on Spotify now, so. Oh, yeah. What up? Do it. Also, if you would like to support us with your paychecks, I know times are tough, so if you don't want to, I totally get it. It's fine. It's fine. But we do have a Patreon. It's kind of dope. We do a lot of cute stuff on there. We'll send you some little gifties. Um, we have Movie Club. We just started filming our Quite Unscripted and putting yeah. it on there. So if you want to see us cool. record a show for some reason, yeah, you can. And we'll, we take breaks because every single time my dog has to go out every time we start yeah. recording. So you get to see that too. Yeah. We're not going to edit that out next time. No, we won't. We're just going to see a dog shit on the floor. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I guess this is the part where I tell you to remember to celebrate the strange. And I followed up with a keep it unusual. Um, oh my. my. Uh, the Love Guru isn't a very good movie, even though I never saw it, but I know. It sucks. And this is a part of the show where we give praise to the all-knowing leaders, supporters of the podcast, and all-around benevolent beings. To Tim M., the original all-knowing being, <gasps> he quite literally knows everything. Wow. Unfortunately, though, he has a terrible memory, so he knows, but he forgot. But trust him, he knows. Oh, he totally knows, but, like, he can't remember right now? Mm. Mm-hmm. Savannah L., in fear of the impending war against the machines, Savannah has begun building a doomsday bunker deep inside of a mountain. She even stocked it with all of her favorite snacks and a cardboard cutout of Michael Jackson on a Christmas train so she doesn't feel alone when all of the other humans die. Sounds delightful. Dylan B. wants to get into stamp collecting, but with the price of stamps these days, he will probably just stick with bone collecting. Honestly, safe bet. Bones never devalue. So much cheaper, too. Oh, yes. Justin W. once put a razor blade in some Halloween candy just for fun. He didn't hand it out or anything, but he does use the razor blade snickers as a box cutter. It's very handy. And delicious. Evan K. just released the second book in his series, The Shade. It's available on Amazon right now, and honestly, it's very good. And that's no joke. Like, honestly, just go buy his book. Go buy his book. It's available. It's amazing. KTT, who has amassed a collection of crystals so big that the floorboards in her house have started to splinter. Katie, you must call for reinforcements. Impressive collection, though. Mm, quite impressive. Adam K. got abducted by aliens once. They got implanted, but they opted to keep it. I mean, after his implant, he started getting better cell reception. Oh, does he get 5G now? Mm, yes, yes. Mm, great. I believe even 6G. Oh my god, oh. that's crazy. Christina N., who was reading through the ancient texts of the Andalusians when she discovered a pretty good banana bread recipe. Hmm. Kelsey C., the owner of a magic carpet store. She can show you the world. 
For a small fee, of course. She's not going to do it for free. No. John S. started a farm where he grows exclusively blood oranges. The secret? Plant a fresh human corpse for the orange trees to drink from every few days. Mm. Caitlin R., friend of the fairies, was given a little bottle of green milk. Had a sip, and she is forever trapped in the fae realm. She regrets nothing. That milk was delicious. I bet it is. And Mark W., who recently went to Egypt on a trip. He was wandering through a market when he was lured into a magician's shop. Mark thought he was buying a magic monkey's paw, but it turns out it was just a regular old monkey's ball sack. Mm, gross. Thank you to all our coven members on Patreon. Without you, we are nothing. We're nothing. We're not worthy. We are definitely we're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're just like, we're not even like a little tiny bit worthy. Even though like my mom says I have worth, but I'm not, I don't think I'm worthy. Mm, she just says that to be nice. Oh, it's what moms mm. do. 